Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. I am Tony, and tonight I'm joined by Adam and Rachel. How's it going, gang? Hey, Tony. How are you? I think I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it's Friday Excellent. night. I can't be better. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's Friday night, but people aren't going to be listening to this until Tuesday. Oh. So well, they don't need to know that. Shh. It's a couple days before Thanksgiving. I hope everybody's got their turkey out to frosting. Because, you know, don't be like me and have to put it in the sink under running water to make it defrost. If, if you haven't pulled it out by now, uh, it's too late. It is. <laughs> it is. You might as well just you might as well just head to McDonald's. Yep. <laughs> but uh, tonight and as our pre Thanksgiving special, we're going to start getting into the holiday spirit by talking about a lot of the holiday specials that are on Disney Plus. So I'm going to turn it over to the queen of the holidays. That is not Adam. Oh. It is Rachel. Okay, so I got on Disney Plus and I started looking at all the movies that were on there. But our go-to, one of our go-to movies is Home Alone. And I know Disney didn't make it, but since they bought Fox, correct me if I'm wrong, Tony, but since they have Fox, they have Home Alone, correct? You are correct. Okay. And so we watch that show every year, more than once. I still remember seeing it in the theater. I think I was in eighth or ninth grade. And it was just, do y'all remember when that movie came out? It was 30 years ago. It is. It celebrated its 30th anniversary this year. Okay, I was in seventh grade then. And I just remember it was so fabulous. And everybody went around putting their hands on their faces going, ah, you know, the little scream. What I love watching about it now is because I've really gotten into Shit's Creek. And every time his mom comes on, I went, instead of her yelling, Kevin, I want her to yell, David, but I can't say it how Moira does. But I just sit there and I'm like, I can't believe it's Moira. So anyway, that's my new excitement. All all I can say about that movie is Mr. and Mr. Mr. and Mrs. McAllister should have been reported to the Department of Children and Family Services. They were horrible parents. They left Kevin alone. That was the beginning of at least three times they left him alone. And uh, what parent does that? Okay, so I have a question about that three times alone. So I've only seen the first two. And I do like the second one where he gets lost in New York because I just think New York is fun for Christmas, even though I've never been. But the third one does not have Macaulay Culkin. It's another kid. So is that kid still Kevin or is that like a cousin? Uh, That's a good question. It is a completely new kid. That is Alex Pruitt. So it is no longer the McAllister's. Oh, okay. It's a different family. It is. It's a. It's another bad set of parents. Do they have the same villains? Uh, no. Completely different villains. Okay. They're North Korean terrorists. Are they seriously? They are. There are terrorists in that movie. But there are, but that is not in the holiday spirit. So we're here to talk holidays. Oh my goodness! No. Well, the first one is just all the. Yes, I love the first two. So, got to watch some Home Alone. Now, now oh, I believe. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say I believe that Adam does not believe that Home Alone is a Christmas movie. You don't? Well, it is a Christmas. Okay, hold on a minute. It is a Christmas movie. However, the premise of the movie and the um, you know the theme, I guess, they could have made it at any time of the year, and it would have been fine. It really, the fact that it's on Christmas doesn't really help it or hurt it. It doesn't make a difference. You know why it's a Christmas movie, Adam? Because they released it during Christmas for for the family box office. Well, 
Yeah, it was released on Christmas, and they go away on Christmas. I get that. Or, or for Christmas. I shouldn't say on Christmas. The- they go away because of Christmas. But, all right, spoiler alert. <laughs> the kid goes to bed thinking that he wished his parents and his family were disappeared. He wakes up, and they are disappeared. So in his mind, he thinks they're gone. And so then he has his life on his own, and then he realizes, and then, of course, he has to get rid of the burglars. He realizes that he really misses his family because then he has that heart-to-heart talk with the old man that's the neighbor, and then he sees his mother, and then at some point he realizes, well, he really didn't wish them to not be... Or he did wish them, but he realizes they didn't disappear. They just went on their trip and they forgot him. So that could have happened at summer vacation. That could have happened at spring break. Could happen at any time. Doesn't really matter that it was at Christmas. It kind of gives a little bit of a juice since it was Christmas because Christmas, of course, is you know we're supposed to be with family and you know everybody's loving each other, etc. So there's a little bit of element to that, but it didn't necessarily have to be Christmas. Okay, but see here. Okay, so Mr. Scrooge, let me set you straight. Here's the thing. <laughs> I gotta defend my home alone. I think there's a great message with it, though, because so many families get all caught up in the hustle and bustle and excitement or going here or we're all doing this. And they get at one another over Christmas when the bare bones of it is you're just meant to be together and enjoy each other's love. But you get so caught up in it all that you get angry with one another and everything else. And so there is some Christmas meaning in this movie. I should say I do love the movie. Okay, well, you bet. <laughs> and I love second. I'm like, this is going to be a long night. <laughs> I, one and two. Two is really, is excellent, too. But I just like didn't necessarily have to be. It's extremely well-written. John Hughes, who was a genius, wrote so many unbelievable movies and directed a lot of them, too. And he didn't even, he didn't even direct this one. He didn't direct all the ones he wrote, but... Regardless, and John Williams does the music for this, who of course famously is the composer for the Star Wars movies. I love Home Alone. It didn't necessarily, like I said, didn't really have to be a Christmas movie, but of course they throw in Christmas elements in there. I'm glad it's on Disney Plus so I could easily find them because I don't know. I mean, they're usually on TV a lot, but TV cuts out good scenes and such, and you got to watch it with 18,000 commercials. If you're into Home Alone, I'm going to flip over to Netflix. There's a show called The Movies That Made Us, and they have it. Um, it talks about different movies that were made, and one of them is Home Alone, and it goes all into the making of the movie and the funding and all this other stuff, and it's really, really interesting. So if you like knowing the history behind movies, I recommend going and watching that one. The other one that's on there is Dirty Dancing, and that one's fabulous, but that's for another day. That's for another day and another podcast. I did um, yeah. I did see that making of. It is excellent. and You have no idea how they made that movie, Home Alone. And it's crazy how they did it all and where they did it. It's unbelievable. Now, I, I never thought that we would do 10 minutes on Home Alone. But <laughs> let me tell you that Home Alone 1 and 2 and 4 all centered around Kevin McAllister. Home Alone 3 did not. Home Alone 4, which was on ABC Fam. I'm sorry, Home Alone... Uh, five, which was on ABC Family, did not. But there is going to be a sixth Home Alone movie. It was announced by Bob Iger that it is in development, and it is going to premiere on Disney Plus at some point. And that Kevin McAllister, the adult Kevin McAllister, uh, as well as Harry and Marv, uh, would be in the upcoming film, and that Macaulay Culkin will play Kevin. 
So we have that to look forward to at some point on Disney+. Plus. Speaking of Disney+, Plus, they've got a ton of holiday movies. I don't know if you guys have heard that. Adam, what is your number one holiday movie or show on Disney+. Plus? Definitely my number one, The Santa Claus, starring Tim Allen. I've been watching that since you know, I was young. And I believe that's the first time I learned about divorce was in that movie. Because my parents didn't have friends that were divorced and family really wasn't divorced. So hearing in that movie, seeing a split household and them talking about the sharing the kid and the custody, that was, I believe, the first time I actually learned about it and had to understand it. What's good about that movie is it's not based on the nuclear family. It's It's got a little bit of a different edge to it, which I think is really cool. Tim Allen is fantastic as Santa Claus in that. And then there's so many, like, good, you know, extra characters, like the people that he works with in the office, of course, the elves, Judge Reinhold, who plays the, who plays Neil, the boy, I think they're married. I don't think they're, I don't think they're dating. I think they're married at that point with the ex-wife. He's great. A lot of times, kid actors aren't that great, I'll be honest, at least for me. This sometimes it can get too much. the The kid actors in that movie is great. They they really picked a good bunch. So it's not like a, it's not like a slow watch that the kids aren't really good at acting, and then it's kind of painful to watch. This one's really good with a lot, given the amount of kids that are in this movie. You know, I I think one of the things that impresses me about the entire uh, Santa Claus series, uh, uh, all three movies, is that they utilize the same kid to play his son and he aged just as a normal child would. Whereas many times in movie series, you know, we see them try to keep the kids a certain age, you know, the vacation series, Anthony Michael Hall was Chevy Chase's first son, Rusty in the first movie. And then throughout each movie, they kept changing the actors so that Rusty could, you know, stay 15, 16 years old, whatever he was. But I just, I like the fact that you know, through the, I don't know how many years between the first one and the third one, it's, it's all the same kid playing his son. And, and that, you know, that's impressive to me. I have a confession. I have never seen a Santa Claus movie. It sounds like you've just gotten a job <laughs> and, and that is to watch at least the Santa Claus. I'm not going to make you suffer through all three of them, but you need to watch at least the Santa Claus. Okay. Now, didn't Tim Allen also do a Christmas movie like Christmas with the Cranks or something? Uh, I believe so. But that is not affiliated with the Santa Claus character. Gotcha. Okay. He's definitely got a Christmas niche going. Yes. Yes, he does. So now that you guys have given your favorites, I will give my favorite. And it's not necessarily like I wouldn't drop everything to watch this. But when we talk about content on Disney Plus... We know that they have a lot to uh, grab from. And my favorite thing on there right now, because we all know the content changes, is decorating Disney holiday magic. Um, This came out in 2017. I believe it was originally on, you know, Home and Garden Television or or one of the Travel Channel. Uh, But it is all about how they decorate Disney for the holidays. Uh, You're looking at these 60 or 70 foot trees that you go there one day. And there's nothing there. And by the next morning, Christmas has thrown up all over the area. There's a 70-foot tree. There's garland. There's ornaments. And all of a sudden, you're in a holiday wonderland. So it's pretty impressive. Uh, I believe they have one storage facility that stores nothing but Christmas stuff. So if you get a chance and you have not yet seen it, 
you know, log into your Disney Plus account, open up Decorating Disney Holiday Magic. They actually have an entire curated section for holiday movies and specials. So uh, just scroll on down on your main page and uh, and look for that. What I found interesting on that show was they sp- they do spend quite a bit of time also talking about Disneyland. So many times everybody gets focused on Disney World. And I had to skip past some parts because at Disneyland, you know, they decorate Small World. They do Haunted Mansion. And they focus on those aspects. And so I kind of skipped through some of that because I didn't want to even know until I get to see that at Christmas. But they mm-hmm. do spend some time talking about Disneyland in that show as well. Do you, do you know the one thing I wish they had in Disney World that they don't? And that is the handmade candy canes. During the holidays in Disneyland, it's been a tradition, and this is the first year they're not doing it because of the pandemic, but they have a group of guys, uh, employees, not necessarily guys, who do nothing but make hand-rolled candy canes. It's so popular that they do like lottery systems and they hand out tickets or wristbands. And There's wristbands. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, really? And, and, yeah, and you're limited to like one or maybe two per person to purchase. It's like how we get with the merchandise, and like it's exclusive, and you line up for hours to hand make. Do they it, do they do that in Disney Springs, or is it inside Disneyland Park? Or uh, it looks like they normally do it in both parks. Uh, I know they do it at one of the can. I believe it's one of the candy stores on Main Street, and it sounds like they have a location uh, inside California Adventure because that location. Well, they mentioned specifically that uh, they would not be selling them during the time that the shopping area was open on Buena Vista Boulevard. You're right, Tony. It's something that why can't they do it over here? It's just you got to have people that know how to make candy canes. I don't know how hard, I don't know if that's hard, easy. I don't know. It's, I'm sure it's special equipment that they got to purchase that I wonder if you only use it once a year. Do you, you make, does the candy cane machines also make something else? I don't know. Uh, those, those are, those are not machines, Adam. They are hand pulled candy canes that they've been doing for over 50 years. They must be very special people. And there's not too many of them out there that know how to do this. Uh, you are correct. As a child, I don't remember seeing many Mickey Mouse cartoons, but I remember when Mickey's Christmas Carol came out and I love that show. And that was my exposure to Mickey because we didn't have Mickey Mouse movies and we didn't have Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, but that was, you know, goofy as Bob Marley. And it Bob Marley and no, that Bob Marley's the reggae guy. That'd be (laughs) Bob 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 Cratchit. Bob Cratchit. Yeah. And Jacob Marley. Jacob Marley. Okay, I'm really messing those up. Sorry, Charles Dickens. Anyway, (laughs) I just remember I would watch that over and over. And we watch it now. And when little tiny Tim comes out with the crutches, because I had never even, you know, read the story yet. I wasn't old enough to be exposed to um, A Christmas Carol. But I just, it melts my heart. And I love that movie. What year did it come out? Anybody know? 1983. So I would have been five years old. I was uh, 42 that year. Oh. Well, if you were 42 that year, then you definitely saw the Muppet version of A Christmas Carol. Why, yes, I did. Which is a lot longer than the Mickey version, but it's got a lot of cool music, and Michael Caine is in it as the Scrooge character. I like how they use the Muppets as playing roles in the movie. The, the Muppets are like actors. 
that's a great one. That that one's really really good. And Muppet, any Muppet movie, anything is is excellent. So you can't go wrong with the Muppets. No. Now Adam and I had a side discussion yesterday, and one of my favorite Christmas shows, which once again is is done by Jim Henson and his team, uh, is not a Disney property because it is not a Muppet uh, intellectual property, and that's Emma Otter's Jug Band Christmas. That to me means Christmas, but you can't watch it on Disney Plus, so we won't discuss it here. Now, have any of you watched any of the original, you know, Disney uh, productions like uh, Prep and Landing or Prep and Landing Naughty and Nice? I think when my girls were little, uh, Prep and Landing, when it first came out, was pretty big. Uh, I know the girls enjoyed it. Me, you know, that there seems to be a certain point where, you know, the the Christmas specials that I grew up with are the ones that I find to be special and stuff that came after a certain point. It's just, you know, filler. Like I don't, I don't really get it. Well, now I think prep and landing very creative. And so I do enjoy it. It came out what 2009, I think, but we didn't discover it till I'll tell you why we discovered it. We were members of Disney movie club or, you know, where you would get the DVDs in the mail and we did not decline the movie. And it arrived, you know, so it was one of our monthly movies. And so I was like, great, now we have this and we really enjoy it. And that thankfully we watched it because now or not now, but last, you know, Hollywood Studios started doing their Christmas celebration thing having to do with prep and landing. What was that about three or four years ago? I think they started that. But I really enjoyed the first one. The second one, I could take or leave. It doesn't, but um, I think the first one's creative. I'll I'll go with that. You know, I I like to talk about me being the old guy. And I think one of the films that is on Disney Plus now is, I say, an American Christmas classic. And that is Miracle on 34th Street. And it's the 1947 version starring Maureen O'Hara, Natalie Wood, Edmund Gwen. And to me, that says Christmas. You know, I, I think a more modern version of that for me is Elf, which, you know, I'm contradicting myself because five minutes ago I said I don't like anything new. Elf, Will Ferrell kills me. But uh, Miracle on 34th Street is something that I grew up on. Uh, you know, Adam, uh, when I was a kid, and I'm sure to some degree when Rachel was a child, you know, we did not have streaming television. We didn't have shows at our fingertips. Uh, so you had to wait until... Christmas time every year to watch Miracle on 34th Street. And it was pretty much aired once or twice. And that was your one opportunity to see it. So, uh, you know, for me, uh, a movie like that was was kind of a big experience with the family. You know, kind of the same thing like when Moses was on once a year before Easter, you know, and it was appointment television, but it was an appointment that the family made to watch things together. So, you know, I've, I've got a lot of fun memories of of sitting down with my parents and, you know, no matter where we were, cause my father was in the Navy. So we were never with the extended family. It was just us, but we always knew that right before Christmas, we'd get to watch miracle on 34th street as a family. And that, that to me is, is part of what Christmas is all about. It's, it's about being with your family. It's about making memories. That's really cute. Tony, to me, that's the only miracle on fourth street that exists. There's a newer one, but it's not that good. It's a great movie. I love it. I like how it includes, you know, the Macy's parade and all that. I think, like what you're saying, where it was appointment television, that's kind of similar now how, like, Charlie Brown Christmas special is still probably like that, although, you know, it's easier to get. 
because that is usually only on, and same thing with like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer like you always want to know when that's going to be on TV and it's usually on one of the lower channels I know Charlie Brown uh, now I'm getting off topic but at some point was bought by Apple Plus or Apple TV Plus whatever it's called so then they own it so it's not going to be on TV but apparently they made some kind of deal where it's going to be on PBS which still isn't really television what? The PBS isn't real television. It is. It's 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 free TV. Everybody's got PBS. You know they're going to interrupt it for some pledge drive and want to sell know. us a, How can they... a tote bag for $30. It's 20 minutes long. Where are they going to interrupt it? Rudolph is an entire hour. No, I, Charlie Brown I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Charlie Brown. Rudolph is uh, – Rudolph usually like on CBS I think. That's a separate – And I think Rudolph is also on like Freeform now, isn't he? Well, then that would be mm-hmm. different because Freeform is not – CBS Freeform is Disney. Still. Right. I can't keep up, honestly. But what you're saying with the appointment television. Now, I have this on my list because I just want, I wanted to ask you and Rachel specifically. The Sound of Music is not a Christmas movie. However, it's on Disney Plus and it's my understanding that it would always air on regular TV around Christmas time. To the point where in the people's minds, sometimes it's viewed as a Christmas movie. And they have the song, few of my favorite things, that people sometimes associate as a Christmas song. Even though originally it really never was, it kind of has like blended in because of when they would air it, re-air it on TV for general audience. Am I making that up? I've heard this. I believe my parents told me this. Is that true? Is that not true? I believe there is somewhat uh, some truth to that. I think also the fact that it, you know, you're you're dealing with the Alps and there's, uh, you know, mountains and snow. snow. People <laughs> put that into uh, Christmas time. So, yes, I, I believe you are right that some people mistakenly believe that that's a Christmas show. Even though I think it like f- is filmed around like summer and fall seasons. Right. <laughs> right. Now. Now, let me ask you both a question. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, is that a Christmas show or is that a Halloween show? Halloween. All right, Adam? I just watched it three days ago for the first time. It is 100% a Christmas movie. It just, ha- it just Halloween is over and it's all about the guy discovering Christmas. I don't see how it's Halloween. All right. I, just, I associate it with Halloween just because that's when you see all the costumes and the decorations from it. So I guess I more associate the characters with Halloween and not the storyline. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. But you're not putting a Jack Skellington out for Christmas. You're right. Unless if he's got a Santa hat on, I guess. Maybe. It depends on if you like to do that for Christmas. I don't know. I wouldn't. I mean, Jack Skellington's not showing up at Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Yes, he does. Oh, does he? Then he's obviously a Christmas character. No, he just started like two years ago. And it's always one of the longest lines, but they call him is it Sandy Claus or something? Is that what they call him? Sandy Claus is, is what uh, Jack refers to Santa Claus as. Okay, well, he he comes out with a Christmas hat now mm-hmm. at the Christmas parties. Yeah, he's dressed up as the Santa in the, from the movie. Well, he's also at the Halloween party, so I believe Disney <laughs> doesn't even know what the heck they're doing. <laughs> they're, well, they're just taking advantage of, of both seasons. That's what they're doing. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen... Babes in Toyland, 1961. Is that in a Netfunicello vehicle? Yes. No, I have not seen it. Oh, well, how'd you know it was her? I believe I've caught bits and pieces of it over the years. Okay. 
But I don't uh, even I, know what it is. Like I hear Babes in Toyland, and I think the actor that plays Thor at Toys R Us. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know either. But that is on Disney Plus. If you're looking for an older Christmas movie, Babes in Toyland is an option. Of course, NF Food and Cello, famous for being one of the original Mouseketeers. And then another original I watched. Pluto's Christmas Tree from it's a short from 1952 Pluto Mickey Mouse Chippendale Mickey Mouse is basically trying to decorate his tree and Chippendale cause some hijinks and Pluto gets mad it's really cute the Mickey Mouse voice is a little you know different because it's I guess whenever they had that whatever actor playing his voice but that like you know those shorts is stuff that I didn't really ever get to see when I was younger we did not have Disney Channel when I was young, so I didn't get to really watch any of these Disney things. So I'm just now discovering all of these original type Disney shorts and those kinds of things. Isn't really stuff that you see too much. So it's nice that they put that on there. Yeah, doesn't he cut down the tree and they come to the house on the tree, like yeah. they're living in the tree, right? Yeah, they're. So it's kind of like the owl. Did y'all see the thing about the owl with the tree um, at Rockefeller Plaza? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's kind of like that story. Yeah, but that owl they sent to some wildlife rehab, um, and he didn't cause any hilarity or hijinks. But he was adorable. He was. He was. He was, but Chippendale caused trouble, and they're cute little chipmunks. I wanted to bring up some newer stuff on Disney+. Plus. There is, I have yet to see it, but there's the original movie that came out last year when Disney Plus first bursted on the scene noel with anna kendrick did you guys anybody watch that yet i haven't seen it i think bridget watched it didn't she i have not seen it if she was here i'm sure she would have said it was wonderful yeah and i i think this year they have their big holiday offering is a new movie called godmothered uh they released the trailer a few days ago it stars isla fisher and jillian bell uh, and jillian bell plays a godmother in training and she is realizing that the role of godmother is kind of being phased out. So she needs to show how important they are. And she finds a letter from a 10-year-old girl who needs her assistance. And she goes to help her. But little did she know that the the letter had been lost for 30 years. So she finds the little girl who is now a 40-year-old single mother. And uh, she tries to help her. And, you know, what whatever happens, happens in the movie. Um, it's very much in the style of Enchanted. So uh, that looks like that could be this season's uh, big hit Disney Plus movie. One of the things I'm looking forward to, December 11th, High School Musical, the musical, the series, their holiday special is coming out. Now, that was the that series was last year in November, December, when Disney Plus started. Season two is supposed to be coming soon, I think in January. It got delayed because of the pandemic. They couldn't film it during, you know, the spring and summer. But they have a holiday special that they put together coming out December 11th. I'm looking forward to But I think the one controversy we have as a group here is the Lego Star Wars holiday special that just came out. I enjoy that it. That is not a holiday special. It is not. The only thing a holiday about it is there is a, sweat, a Christmas sweater with BB-8 on it. And that is it. <laughs> so, Rachel, just because you don't recognize Life Day, don't uh, disparage the whole Star Wars universe. That being said, I could only sit through about 15 minutes of the new 
holiday special. Adam, uh, what were your thoughts on it? I loved it. It was it, it was, was long. It was 45 minutes, and I was like, how are they going to do this in 45 minutes? But they jammed everything in there. I liked how they bounced around from timeline to timeline to Star Wars universe. I liked how they had, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, I liked how they included multiple versions of the same character. So they had three Obi-Wan Kenobis. You had two Han Solos. You had Han Solo, like, the whole who shot first with Greedo. They had Darth Maul cut in half, and it was just his top torso fighting over the lightsaber. You had two different Darth Vaders. They had a joke about how Palpatine, you'll never see him again once you throw him down the shaft. He says he'll never come back from that. There was obviously a slight on Rise of Skywalker. I liked all the Wookiees. Uh, they were on Kashyyyk, which is um, the Wookiee planet. And then you got to see more Wookiees. That was cool. Tip Yip. They, they cook up Tip Yip, which, of course, Tip Yip comes from Galaxy's Edge. That's one of the... That's one of the meals that we eat at the restaurants at Galaxy's Edge, Docking Bay 7. And you had Babu Frick showed up from 9, who I love Babu Frick. You had uh, C-3PO doing his, you know, ridiculousness like he always does. There was, like, ev- all of the good parts of Star Wars showed up. And they did poke fun at some of the stuff from the sequel trilogy and the prequel trilogy. It was, like, a great encompassing version. And it does not change the original canon of the movies it just sort of you know makes a little like hard in this yes okay i'll give you all that but take away the word holiday it is not a holiday movie it has nothing at all to do with the holidays so i think what we have here is is we're very divided you know i'm not as emphatic as rachel uh, in you know insisting this is not a, a holiday special i just i don't get the lego stuff like I get it, but maybe it's maybe it's just not my sense of humor. You know, I, I kind of don't want them to poke fun at Star Wars, which I think is what they're doing. Like I wanted it a little more serious. But then again, they're Legos, so how serious can they be? It's not Lego Shakespeare, you know. But you know, maybe the next thing uh Rachel's gonna say is that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It's set in around Christmas time, right? Okay, we we can agree on that then. Yes. Yeah. So I know we're supposed to be talking about Disney Plus, but I have a question for you guys. What is one movie that's not on Disney Plus that you're your fan, you and you watch with your family in the holiday season? Mine is a hundred percent National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I love that movie. It's like it's a top three movie for me, maybe top two of all time, regardless of the season. It's hilarious. It does have a good message because spoiler alert again Clark Griswold wants to have a perfect Christmas and he can't have it but it's not about perfection it's about being together and that's 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 how it ends up in the end and being thankful for what you have because then there's the whole thing with the bonus and then you know he lays it on in his boss and his boss realizes that he made a mistake and and he makes up for it so it's yes it's got a lot of stupid humor but it also has a um, good message, and uh, It's a Wonderful Life is a great movie, too. Well, I just I just want you to know, Adam, that uh, coincidentally, I have uh, enrolled you in the Jelly of the Month Club as your Christmas gift. Good. It's a gift that well, keeps I, on I, giving. Yes, I, I hope you enjoy. Uh, for the Bonasso family, uh, you know, I'm going to go like Adam and, and throw two movies out. Uh, one of them is Elf, which I, I think is a modern classic, uh, even though it's now, what, 15 years old? And the other one is, you know, I don't want anyone to shoot their eye out, but a Christmas story. 
I will I will stop and watch that no matter when it's on. Uh, when TBS does their 24 hours of a Christmas story, I watch it at least three times during that 24 hours. So it's a, it's a staple in my household. Well, we watch the ones you have mentioned. And um, of course, It's a Wonderful Life is another one we watch. But I'm going to mention two real quick from my childhood that I still watch and love. And I don't know, people might remember these. There was an Alvin and the Chipmunks Christmas special when I was a kid. And we own the cartoon special uh, cartoon show. And we watch that every year. I love it. He's got to raise money for a golden harmonica and he turns the dogs into reindeer and he dresses up like Santa and it's just filled with fun stuff. And I love that. And then in honor of Dolly Parton, who's been on the news lately, when in the eighties, there was a Kenny and Dolly Christmas special. And that is my favorite Christmas album. I listen to it every year and Kenny Rogers passed away this year but Dolly, you know, Dolly is still kicking and doing well. And anyway, so I haven't got it out yet, but I think it, okay, I'm getting a little emotional. I don't mean to, but my dad loved Kenny Rogers too. And so when he passed this year, it just kind of got to me. And so I'm like, okay, this year that, that album's going to, I don't know, those little Christmas songs are going to mean a little bit more to me this year, I think since Kenny passed. All right. So does anyone have any uh, final thoughts before we close out our Christmas holiday movie extravaganza? Happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners and your families. And uh, we, I'm thankful that you guys listen so we can keep putting the show on because it's been a interesting year and it's not over yet. But I think if we try to look at some positive things and maybe watch some Christmas movies, we will get into the spirit. And uh, hopefully you are having a safe and thankful Thanksgiving with uh, your family. Excellent. Well said, Adam. And a good point that, uh, you know, we're very thankful for our listeners because without our listeners, we're just three people talking into a microphone that no one's listening to our show. So I'd like to second Adam's sentiments and hope that everyone is having a happy and healthy Thanksgiving and celebrating with your families. And as we head into this holiday season, uh, you know, remember there's some good content out there on Disney+. Plus. I'd like to remind you that, as always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel. Check out their website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. Request a quote and let Chris and her team help plan your next magical vacation. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on the Mouse and More podcast. On behalf of Rachel and Adam, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble.